We know the story of Jonah, and, and uh, of course, I, with the children this morning at the school mass, I didn't want to have them retell it or whatever because we, we know it probably too well. And uh, so often we get it when, um, we, when we hear these things as a sign of Jonah, we might think it's about how Jonah was swallowed uh, by that great fish. And, and of course, there's a little boy. It wasn't a fish. It probably was a sperm whale because only the sperm, yeah, this whole thing. It doesn't matter ultimately. Uh, but uh, the, the story is, of course, that uh, Jonah spent three days in the belly of whatever that beast was and then spewed up on the shore, all because of his act of disobedience. And some will say, well, that, that is uh, the sign of Jonah. Well, in Matthew's gospel, uh, there is that element where Saint, uh, Jesus says, just as Jonah spent uh, three days in the belly of the whale, so too shall the Son of Man spend in the belly of the earth. But that's not the sign that he's referring to here, as Saint Luke records. Rather, he's recording the sign of the Ninevites in their conversion. And it goes very well with that psalm uh, that we just heard, Psalm 51, of a humble and contrite heart, O God, you will not spurn. And I found myself reflecting on that, uh, that refrain even and how important it is to remember uh, that particular refrain. So often we think that God spurns us because of whatever, uh, but sometimes uh, we need not that he's mean or, or malicious or anything like that, but sometimes uh, he, we don't come to him with a heart that is pleasing to him. we rather come to him, as I said previously, you know, with that transaction, transactional kind of attitude of, I'm going to put in my time and you're going to give me what I want, Lord. Um, it reminds me of the story of little Tommy who stole the statue of the Blessed Mother because God wasn't giving him a bike. And he says, I stole the, I stole the statue of your mother. If you want her back, please give me a bike doesn't work that way, right? But it's a humbled, contrite heart. And I, I find those two words very, very important. Uh, a humbled heart means one that's living in the truth, recognizing our faults and failings, and also recognizing the goodness that God has created in us and thanking and coming back to God and thanking him for that, that goodness in us. And contrite heart is one that is, of course, sorrowful, one that recognizes our sins, our failures, and how both are important, to recognize who we are, our giftedness and our failures, and to recognize that we have sinned and to come back to God knowing that he is a source of forgiveness. That's the kind of heart that God will not spurn. And again, it doesn't mean that God will give us everything we want because sometimes we ask selfishly or sometimes God in his wisdom knows what we need more than anything else. And we, we know this too. That when we allow God to be God, when we allow God to uh, continue to lead us and guide us, even if it's not so comfortable, even if it's not so pleasant, if we come back to him with a humbled and contrite heart, we know his love for us. We know it through and through. But I find that sign of uh, Jonah to be even more important for us. And of course, Jesus was not in need of, of that sign of Jonah, but we are. And what happened to Jonah, of course, after, after this episode, uh, we hear what happens. He sits on the outskirt of town and he waits for the destruction of God to, be, to come down on Nineveh and it doesn't come and doesn't come. In fact, God forgives them or relents of the punishment. And Jonah's mad. He needed conversion too. And so often, so do we. 
He was doing what the Lord required, what the Lord asked, but he needed to understand that humbled, contrite heart. So it's not always going from bad to good, but as I keep saying, uh, reconciliation with the Lord is, for most of us, is going from good to better. That's what this Lent is about, about taking upon ourselves that humbled, contrite heart, knowing that the Lord would never spurn us because he loves us, but it means allowing that humility and sorrow to dwell in us, that it would move us more fully, faithfully, completely to God.